Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! I'm Jesse Thorne. This week on the show, we're joined by Mike Furman, and spoiler alert, we ruin the ending of Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. If we seem a little juiced, uh-huh. and I know it's coming across, so I just want to address the elephant in the room. It's because we're emulating our hero, Roger Clemens. And we just had a centipede attack prior to going on air. <laughs> so these two things, our roids combined with our, uh, our girlish fear of centipedes, uh-huh. is, uh, is contributing got... to the amped up tone that you're enjoying right now. We flipped out. I'm not going to lie to the people and say that we didn't flip the fuck out. Yeah. We did flip. And you went into a, you went into a rage haze, it's called. Mm-hmm. That's when you, you flip out so much... That you have your your um, peripheral vision clouds over. Sure. You. Uh, I acquire a secret family in Montana. You piss yourself. <laughs> sure. All these things happened because of this millipede that was in my house. Mm-hmm. And you killed it, Jordan. I did. I tried to kill it on the wall, but it got away. Went down to the ground. Where I stabbed it with my dick. Mike Furman, <laughs> our guest on the program, pulled the chair that it was hiding under away. Mm-hmm. This is a three-man operation. Yeah. And Jordan struck with a, struck a powerful blow against creepy crawlies. Mm-hmm. That thing was strangely fast, though. Mike like, Furman. unbelievably fast. Welcome to Jordan, Jessica. <laughs> Thanks very much. It's a pleasure to have you here. Mike Furman, of course, uh, half of Hard and Firm. He's got his own brand new uh, record album uh, in stores now, or at least at MikeFurman.com. That's right. At the very least. And iTunes. Bare minimum. Yeah. Bare and minimum. In the, the title of which is The Very Last Songs I Will Ever Record, Part 1. There you go. And it has a, uh, a very funny picture of Mike. I think you're in the exact same outfit now that you're wearing on the CD cover. Oh, it's very close. It's a, it's a V-neck. Ah, okay. You have a crew neck right now. I have a crew neck right now, yeah. Uh, anyways, Mike is, a, uh, is, is just wearing it's just a kind of a casual outfit, and he's riding on a satellite. Yep. I'm so. riding the Voyager probe out of the solar system. Oh, so this is a specific satellite. That is the satellite. Yeah, is that's it? actually the probe that took a picture of the planet on that picture. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? I love that. <laughs> well, he's a he's a vital part you're, you're of thorough. our thorough, like the uh, set dresser of Mad Men. Yeah, you want everything to be accurate yep. and a little bit dirty. Sure. I gave sure myself that everything's a little dirty. I gave myself a continuity credit in the album. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Continuity. You're the dramaturg <laughs> of your own. Um, I'm really uh-huh. proud of us. I'm really proud of us for putting together this insect killing team. As yeah. uh, you don't know this, Mike, but uh, as of last year, I've declared uh, the war on spiders. Oh yeah, good for you. Um, I'm sick and tired of spiders setting up shop in the corridor between uh, my front gate and my front door. Do you? You don't have a fly problem. Uh, no, I don't. Not in, not inside. I have window screens. Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, the only thing that can get through window screens apparently is giant millipedes. <laughs> you so, have people webs. I like to call the screens. Yeah. So if uh, if we're a team, uh, I mean, I'm Bill seems Murray. Like, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, this is obviously an Ocean's Eleven, <laughs> Ghostbusters, Bill Murray kind of thing. What do yeah. we each bring to the table? 
I can move furniture. Yeah, that's Mike, my thing. Mike, I'm, you're the I'm the guy who. Strength. Yeah, if he hides in a hole, I'm the one who like jams a shovel in and pulls all the dirt out, and he's exposed. I'm, I'm a little bit worried that we're a team of all the annoying guy that talks too much. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'll be the computer hacker. <laughs> Like, I think that's the best we can hope for is to be the computer hacker. We're yeah. the Justin Long character. Sad yeah. thing is the insect is probably the likable one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah everyone hates us for killing it. Rooting yeah. for the, I, by the way, I made up uh, the war on spiders. I made up a little rhyme for people who, uh, who are interested in getting involved in the war on spiders, but they're oh. worried that they'll get confused. Okay. It's like a mnemonic device or a rhyme. It's legs of two, good for you. Mm-hmm. Legs of eight deserves to die. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that's a that's a twist. That's easy to remember. It's it easy to remember it. because yeah. it's it's got it's got a nice rhythm to it. Yeah. What about legs of eight? Feel my hate. <laughs> no, legs of eight deserves to die. Okay. How about legs of a thousand? Strangely fast. <laughs> yeah, that's my yeah. new one. That that's was today. a good one. So quick. Yeah. You'd think it would be hard to coordinate all those legs. It really, that's it, the thing. It, you would. And it, it kind of had like a kind of a beautiful flow to it. Like it kind of like like it looked like CGI. It looked like bad it CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like oh that's not. They're not even trying. There's no shadow. It's like way too fast. <laughs> and the legs aren't touching the ground, but it really did. Can I can I ask you guys a question? This is animal related. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh you guys already know the David Letterman show on CBS, yep. the Tiffany Network. It's a CBS? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. uh, the, the right. Continental Broadcasting sure. yes, Columbia Broadcasting yeah. System. Then yes, I did. CBS2 here in Southern California. All oh, right. Um I uh I I was watching the David Letterman program with uh, Jack Hanna as the guest. Oh, cool. Has the premise of those segments always been that Jack Hanna's insane and doesn't know what humor <laughs> is? He did the uh, the deep thoughts, right? No, no, that's Jack Handy. Oh. I'm mm. talking about Jungle Jack Hanna. This the is, guy uh, yeah, who wears Carson's a... animal, oh, okay. the guy who brings the animals on. Do you yeah. always want to hear a fun fact about the animal experts on talk shows? Absolutely. Um, I don't know if this is the case across the board. But when I worked at the Ellen DeGeneres show, she had this kind of segment a lot where he had the animal expert come on and uh, scare her with animals Mm -hmm. and uh, then delight her with a cute animal. Mm -hmm. Uh, The animal expert uh, doesn't doesn't know what animals are going to be presented until he gets there. A a teams from various zoos bring their animals. Uh, and then the animal expert rolls up, you know, an hour before showtime to keep it fresh, picks to make the, it, and points to the ones he wants. Uh, <laughs> and he's given talking points about the animals from the people. So okay. this, wow. the, so if if this model is across the board, uh, these people don't don't curate these. But this is they. Well, they I'll just tell roll you this up, much. You know, Jungle Jack Hanna is the director emeritus of the Columbus Zoo. Sure. Okay. That's his big title. That's what they bring him on with. He's the host of Jack Hanna's something or other and the director emeritus of the world famous <laughs> Columbus Zoo. You would say, you'd want to say that a lot. Sure. Yeah. You'd want to. You'd I mean, insist that you get like, introduced to that. Like, let's say you ran the Modern Art Museum in Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> you'd want to bring that up. Yeah. That's that would be your epithet. That's a credit you want attached to the end of your name. Absolutely. Sure. I mean, Mike, as a comedian, you like to say, you know, Jimmy Kimmel Live and the other things that you've been on. That's why I have a half of hard and firm tattoo. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Right and, here. And Jungle. Ah! That's <laughs> yeah, Jungle. Millipede. <laughs> what? Um, That's his dick. Son of a. Why do I have a so many little feelers? Why do I have a yeah. thousand little ones? Yeah. But surprisingly, surprisingly quick. Very surprisingly <laughs> quick. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Jungle Jack and Hanna, can move furniture. I want to mention Jungle Jack Hanna. It, it was as though he did not know what the animals that were going to be brought on were at all. So you think sure. with that title, nothing should throw him? Yeah. Oh, he, he should always know. be yeah. ready for like. Yeah, I guess my story holds up. I mean, they don't. He does not. Uh... Letterman repeatedly was uh, repeatedly. <laughs> Jack, Jack Hanna goes on the program. The first thing he asks is the first thing he says is, "Hey, where's my monkey stuff?" I, t- I was told they'd have my monkey stuff right here. My monkey stuff? <laughs> what? What? That doesn't, I mean, that's probably not his, even real words. Probably, you know, like a little container of peeled grapes to that's give a, to the oh, monkey. But there was, was no like monkey. monkey hat. It was a lemur. <laughs> oh. It was a lemur. It wasn't even a monkey. Oh, good. He's that- just a crazy man. They, they like. They like yeah. that he's crazy. So they bring him on and they make sure that there's someone around to hold on to the cheetah. Sure. There was a fucking cheetah. <laughs> And the cheetah had a dog friend. What? Great. The cheetah and the dog, as some sort of research, needless to say, Jungle Jack Hanna had a hard time explaining this. Uh-huh. But as some sort of research, the cheetah and the dog are best friends. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, great. I guess, you know, because it's not good TV if everything is like, here's a cheetah. I know everything about it. Here it is. Da-da-da-da. Moving on. Like you, it, there's got to like, be... Yeah, unrelement- right. That's, there has to be uncontrolled. Yeah, that's reading an encyclopedia yeah. that you just It's mentioned. not an entertainment show. I mean, it's, it's not, a, it's not an, a, element of, uh, an element of excitement and danger. There has to be chaos. Yeah. There has to be some element of like, this guy could die at any second, which means that all these animals are going to go nuts. Or, sure. you know, like jump... The guy himself... You know what they should have? Hmm. They should have a guy come on who has animal trainers, and he describes each animal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> And they're all batshit. Oh, man. <laughs> like, jumping out at Dave and freaking out and peeing themselves. Is I, this funnier if this is an orangutan in a little suit? Oh. <laughs> or a little, like, khaki shorts? Yeah. Mm. A talking orangutan? Mm-hmm. Or does he maybe sh- hold up cards that describes things? I think he talks. He pages through cards, like in Babe Pig in the City? Uh, I think he talks. I think it should in be my... like Babe Pig in the City. In my experience, if you make something more like Babe Pig in the City, that makes it better. Yeah. Hmm. There was a. I remember seeing a show in Spain that was a. Uh, it was some kind of a like a prank show or something like that. And the guy, it went wrong, right? Uh-huh. And it, it it made me realize how even for that, that's still pretty controlled. I mean, nothing's really gonna you know, nothing's not really gonna sure. attack Dave. <laughs> Dave's gonna go to the hospital, and we'll all be sitting on the edge of our chairs. Um, but it this is one a thing, cheetah though. Yeah, I don't think cheetah. I mean, is there cheetah attacks? I mean, I mean, involve, obviously, uh, involve long distances though. Like, does a cheetah just like? I think a cheetah wouldn't want what's right in front of it, right? Doesn't it kind of want? Right? To, yeah, yeah. Run, I say, run well, a I'm mile not even gonna it. get up to. I'm not even gonna get up to my top speed. Yeah. I'm just. I this just have to cheetah. Pounce. This cheetah was so. I didn't realize cheetahs were so big for one thing, and also it was so spectacularly beautiful mm-hmm. that I just figured if the cheetah was coming after me, I mean, he deserves it. Yeah, I he guess deserves so. to eat me. Sure. Yeah. Like, he's a miracle. He's to... a miracle of creation. Yeah, I just, as soon as you have any velocity behind you, it's kind of his turn. It's such yeah. a spectacular beast. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but Mike, you were saying about a oh, Spanish prank show. The spectacular beast that was a Spanish uh, TV host. Um, they had some kind of you know, in going from one segment to another, this guy befell some kind of minor tragedy <laughs> and like was by the next time you know, by the time they got to the next shot, he was. Pretty well scraped up, <laughs> bloody. <laughs> like, so he went from and fine limping. and TV ready. Yeah, to fine and TV ready, and da 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 da. And then they cut over to something else, come back, and he's like, ah, 
ah, okay, uh, we're going to keep going and let's talk to, and they just rolled. Like they didn't like, I feel they like that would never make the it. air. That would never make it on the air, but they didn't explain. I mean, well, maybe yeah. they did, but it was in, you know, I could kind of catch up with show some of it. The show was in Yeah. <laughs> so you're having so, a hard time following yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, it, it just made me appreciate, uh, chaos on TV. Like you just don't see it, you know? <laughs> I thought you were going to say it just makes me appreciate my big cat attack free <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah, mm. that, and that too. The fact that I don't have to engage big cats. Anyway, we got, uh, Mike Furman here. We got a lot of fun stuff coming on Jordan, Jesse go. We'll be back in just a second. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Mike Furman. What should we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Mike Furman's fun. Isn't it nice to have Mike Furman here? Absolutely. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Ask around in Hollywood. You know who they'll tell you are the nicest guys in Hollywood? Well, Mike Furman, for one. And Henry Winkler. Yeah. There you go. Do you one guys time I drove past Henry out? Winkler. He was standing out in front of, uh, uh, what was it, Jet Rag. And uh, he was just standing on the sidewalk, yeah, right, looking the, the vintage street, closed just door. smiling. Yeah. I know, huge. Like, yeah. it's Henry Winkler. Yeah. He was on the Sound of Young. He's on the Sound of Young America. Uh, I guess it would be this week that this show goes mm. out. And I interviewed him from a studio in New York City, so I wasn't actually with him when I interviewed him. And the way you do that is you call the person on the phone. Mm-hmm. Or the way we would do that is you call the person on the phone, and you're recording on both sides, and then you just put them together afterwards. Yeah. And um, so his recorder was running for a minute after I hung up. And uh, Nick, who edits The Sound of Young America, was putting the pieces together. And he sent me an email that uh, after I hung up, uh, Henry Winkler turned to the engineer and said, well, he's lovely. <laughs> uh-huh. awesome. Isn't that wonderful? That should, that should be like your uh, hoo or your, uh, oh, your drop thing. Your yeah, drop exactly. for, uh, always have, well, he's lovely. Yeah. Well, he's lovely. Or just, oh. yeah, or maybe, you know, when you... If you need like a quote for your website, oh, yeah. well, he's lovely, Henry yeah. Winkler. Just yeah. wait. Well, he's well, he's lovely. The Fonz. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Coach from the Waterboy. Um, yeah. I uh, uh, I have been getting this email. I feel like we need to have a segment on Jordan Jesse Go. That's you can stop sending this to Jesse. <laughs> um, but the new you can stop sending this to Jesse is some very sad news out of Las Vegas, Nevada, which is that the Liberace Museum is closing. Hmm. Oh. Have you ever been to the Liberace Museum, I Mike? have not. Probably now, why it's closing. The story I read said they're maybe just relocating. Oh, hmm. really? Yeah. I mean, I don't think they know to where they're... a private they're... warehouse with a locked door. <laughs> yeah. Because that is family they're... owned. To a, to a garbage dump. <laughs> they're in a strip mall right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't know where they could go that would be more affordable. Maybe just further away from civilization. Uh-huh. Like to like, to like Henderson, Nevada yeah, or prim, something? Yeah, Prim, Nevada. Yucca sure. Mountain. Sure. Just Carson some, City. Of, yeah. of one of those famous whorehouses they have. Sure, yeah. In Nevada. You can just look at. Uh... Um, I'm very sad to. I'm very sad to hear this. You know, it, I think what it speaks to hmm. is the decline of old ladies and the similar decline of old-fashioned gay guys. Yeah, hmm. you know what I mean. All these new, newfangled gay guys are going around, g- going around. You know, loving Lady Gaga and what have you. They, they don't. They don't love these these hardworking. 
blue collar gay icons <laughs> sure. like Liberace. Yeah. Old, an old fashioned confirmed bachelor. I think he was a diamond collar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah blue collar yeah. probably not. Blue diamond, blue sapphire worker. Yeah. Rhinestones. Um, somebody who really like puts in the work. And is a dude, but uh, considers himself to be a sex symbol to ladies. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a very specific... uh... And it's really really declined. I think it's really sad that it's declined. I mean, Hmm. I think it's great that now, if you're a gay celebrity, you could potentially even just be gay, openly gay. That's fantastic. You know, God bless the changes in the world that have led to that. However... It's sort of sad to lose that, and it's sort of sad for old Liberace because he put so much work into it. Sure, yeah. He, he built those. He built those rhinestone cars and those crazy transparent pianos and just the whole nine yards. All those mm-hmm. candelabras. Yeah, I think he would pronounce it candelabra. I, I I pronounced it that way as a tribute to Liberace. Well, I wonder good. what the jewel of the Liberace Museum is. Like, what would be the? There must have been some like, and that's I guess it'd be like his cape. Or something. Like, does he have like a diamond piano or something? Like, what would be the? Because one of those things must yeah, be a sure, centerpiece. Yeah, sure, the centerpiece. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be difficult to pick any single centerpiece because basically, you know, when you go to when you go to like the Country Music Hall of Fame and you see like Buck Owens' nudie suit, you know, <laughs> and it's like it's like God, it's embroidered with a thousand American flags or something like that. Um, that. Uh, that's like the highlight in the famous thing. In the Liberace Museum, there's no single thing that isn't that besides the timeline of his life that doesn't mention that he was gay. <laughs> like there's Does a timeline mention- of his life with photographs. No, it doesn't mention that he's gay. But the I, we talked about when I, when I went, I met the director of the museum because he was really excited that my wife and I were there because we're under 60. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he was. That's really why they stayed open for one more year. He was. A really, yeah. He was a really. Sweet. We hear the young people are starting to take to it. <laughs> there he was a couple here a few months ago. He was a really sweet. Uh, he was a really sweet gay guy who um, uh, asked us to become fans of the Liberace music on Facebook and tweet about it if we can because mm. they want more young people mm. to visit. Mm. Um, and uh, anyway, it's just such a wonderful, fantastic place. Like it's so great and delightful and spectacular. It's in this strip mall, but it's surprisingly big. And basically every single thing in it is amazing. Yeah. Like there's like, there's just jewel encrusted Rolls Royces and it's just fucking insane. It's like the the gay Vatican. (laughs) Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's so amazing. And you're just so amazed that someone just lived his entire life like this. Yeah. And it's just a tribute to their just madness. (laughs) Just pure madness. Well, here's hoping it finds a suitable new home so everyone can enjoy it. I felt bad because they said that there had been no one looking out for the estate uh, and the music in the estate the way they had for, say, Elvis or Frank Sinatra. Right. And I felt kind of bad because you could just see the reporter being like, oh, yeah, is that so? Like like Elvis or Frank Sinatra? <laughs> you mean the music of Liberace? Sure. That's, that's true. I can't think of one Liberace song. The, Maybe like, that's the... the hyper, the hyper maudlin Rococo <laughs> uh, piano, solo piano recordings right. of Liberace that sounded like something from the... Uh, like a like a ersatz seventeenth century thing when they were at their most popular in nineteen fifty three. I uh, I listened to an interview with Donovan uh-huh. uh, of 
uh, Call Me Mellow Yellow. Sure. Um, where he just talks about himself and the Beatles like they were the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Not I like, That's and awesome. I like, and I like that crazy shit. Uh-huh. Like I like, I like those crazy Donovan songs uh-huh. where he's talking about the world being inside a snail shell. Sure. And it's, but yeah, but the, but the kind of idea, like he can, there's like some sort of, there's some month in 1965 where, where he, he sold mold albums in them. And he's right. like, anyway. Do you remember <laughs> one of our first celebrity interviews on The Sound of Young America was Dick Dale, the king of the surf guitar. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jordan booked Dick Dale on our show by um, looking at his website. And this was, you know, 2001 maybe or 2000. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the it time... Was, it was pretty high tech because it had like a rotating skull. On oh, it. wow. Yeah. 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 And like a rotating like a seven, skull gif. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. There was like a contact number for like Dick Dale Enterprises, uh-huh. which Jordan called. <laughs> and who answered? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The king of the surf guitar. Uh-huh. And so we booked him on our show because it's Dick Dale, That's you know? awesome, yeah, sure. And, um, and he just... His his interview on our program was essentially a monologue about the genres of music that he invented. Sure. Really? Yeah, he just told us about how he I mean, we could all maybe... I mean, we'll give him surf music. Yeah. Surf. I mean... <laughs> he invented surf guitar. Sure. But uh, uh, apparently what also... Did he go down to like... Invented, and then that invented ska, and then that invented... He invented right, heavy new metal. Wave. Heavy oh, metal was a big one that he because but he not was, even but not even to the fact like oh well my music influenced this musician and no, no I, I invented, invented it heavy me metal. Yeah. yeah it was really it was really intense it was it, but it was a remarkable thing that you had called him I had that experience once when I was working on West Coast Live uh, this public radio show in the Bay Area and uh, the the producer had this idea that we would give the live audience a harmonica harmonica lesson on air so I had to call some <laughs> harmonica companies. And try and get a hundred free harmonica. And you okay. called the number on the website, and Blues Traveler picked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dick Dale answered. Dick Dale, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I invented this. <laughs> it was basically the same thing. I mean, for the harmonica enthusiasts out there, uh, one of the big harmonica enthusiast brands is Lee Oscar Harmonicas, sure, really which huge. are made by Lee Oscar, the famous the, harmonica this, player yeah. from War. This is the this is the harmonica of choice uh, uh, for Bruce Willis when he opens a Planet Hollywood. Oh wow, <laughs> that's huge! If he needs to play a rock harmonica that's outside huge. Planet Hollywood, um, and I, when I called Lee Oscar Harmonicas, I said uh, I said you know, I explained the situation. You know, I was like, "Hello, hello, how can I help you?" And I explained the situation. I said, is there someone I should talk to about this? I know it's kind of an unusual request. And he said, well, you can talk to me. This is Lee Oscar. What? Yeah. What's he doing? He answers the phone. He just answers the phone. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, oh, wow. And then he, he says, like, he says like sometimes, sometimes I'm up there in the Bay Area playing with my friend Greg Errico. Do you know him? And I was like, you mean from Sly and the Family Stone? <laughs> He's like, yes, of course. Oh and I was, like, I was like, oh my God, Lee Oscar. So he couldn't afford it. Lee Oscar harmonicas are kind of expensive yeah. because they're like the highest end. Sure. But he sent me a gold-plated Lee Oscar harmonica that he signed with an engraving pen oh to Jesse. Oh, my God. Isn't that amazing? That's awesome. Just because he thought I was a nice guy or something? No way. He was so sweet. Lee Oscar of Lee Oscar harmonicas. And Mike, did Mike, Dick Dale like, send you anything? 
No, Dick Dale didn't send a shit. No. Come on. Yeah. He's right. Pro- think of what think of all the cool stuff he's probably got in that trailer of his in the desert. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> the desert of he could have pop, yeah. popped something in the mail. Yeah. What a t- god. Hang what it up back I was gonna say, uh, uh Mike, you're a multi instrumentalist if I if I uh, am correct. One at a time. Say, yeah, do, do, yeah, no, you're you know uh, I don't do one of those uh you know, Mary Poppins uh wide symbols. But you're widely known as the prince of novelty music. Oh, Wow, I did. I've known. We're going to start to saying that. Yeah. yeah, we're going to start that. <laughs> I didn't. Know uh, that. Is, is a harmonica something you'll play? Uh, you know what? It it there was a phase that I went through where I all of a sudden thought like, hey, you know what? I'm in my car all the time. <laughs> a harmonica only takes one hand. I can drive and play. Or harmonica. I mean, so if you've got like, one of those uh, mounts, like you know, that feels a little like you're moving your head around too much, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, you know, your eyes aren't on the say, road. If I saw a guy from behind playing harmonica with the head thing, I'd think, "Oh, great! There's a blind guy driving in front of me." This explains why he just hit that guy. <laughs> sure. So, um, but no, I, I I think for a couple months I started learning gonna, it. Are we going to have to legislate? Is that what you? Well, <laughs> here's the good news. I got bored, so yes. I, I, I turned to the radio and started to enjoying other things. But uh, for that couple months. Yes, I learned a bit of the harmonica, not a lot, but enough to do Doug Loves Movies theme, and then uh, and a couple. <laughs> to the theme to the Doug of... Benson podcast. Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, yep. So here's here's a. Have you guys ever watched this show, Survivor Man? I you know I know of it, but okay, I haven't so seen it. Okay, so what I like I've about of it. <laughs> what I like about Survivor Man, I mean, there's two of these Survivor shows. One of them's called the guy's called Bear or something or other, right? And I think he like teaches you how to eat berries or something like that. <laughs> But <laughs> eating mosses and lichens, but as like comedian says. basically, uh, the guy who hosts Survivor Man, I call him Survivor Man. Uh-huh. He's this bald Canadian guy, and uh, he's not really that good at survival stuff. Like he's only okay at survival stuff. Uh-huh. And um, it'd be great if the cameraman was constantly reaching out, and pulling him up. Yeah, <laughs> always throwing him a rope. And, so like usually, yeah, usually the these survival shows are about like. Uh, are about somebody like finding food and like trapping and killing stuff. And right. whenever he does that, he fails at it. Okay. Uh, he never successfully gets food. <laughs> like is the best you can hope for is he's eating some snow. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, always amputating a toe or two. Yeah. Or frostbite. But what's great about it is that unlike the other shows, he doesn't have a crew with him or anything. It's just him carrying oh, he around sets his, up his own he camera. He just sets up his camera yeah. like, a, like a grizzly man. Right. Which, and uh, you kind of get that same impression that he's a little bit nutty, uh-huh. sort of like in Grizzly Man. Yeah. And uh, he has a harmonica. And that's every, like, every day in his, like, odyssey on film ends with him playing the harmonica. And it is the saddest, lamest <laughs> <laughs> thing. Is it always and the I same really song? Like him. Like, yeah, yeah. I think he's like a really like admirable, impressive guy. Like I really like a guy who like went into reality television and said, you know what? Like I, it's not going to be bullshit. Like I'm going to show my failures, right. and like it's going to be about me struggling to do stuff. Sure, um, it's not like <laughs> Cake Boss where I come out smelling like a rose every episode. Hey, I'm an Italian. <laughs> sure. That show is so racist, it's so awful. racist. It's self-racist, Cake Boss. Those other, those other cake shows, though. I haven't seen any <laughs> yeah. other cake shows. There are several other cake shows on TLC. I, I am. I was. I saw Cake Boss one time, and I was just so stunned at how weirdly self-racist it was. Yeah, I don't. It's I the don't. only thing that happens on the show. Is he goes like. Hey, I'm making a cannelloni here because we love it a family. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> 
<laughs> I haven't seen this show. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an Italian guy who's always hey, talking about how Italian he is. He's like, hey, we're an Italian family. We make it a cakes. Like, that's the entire show. Wow. It's it, Anyway, but I, he plays the harmonica, and I think it's just a perfect distillation of the guy who plays the harmonica. Yeah. Like, harmonica guy is such a kind of guy. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's such it's, sort it's of a, like... It's like an extension of whistling. Like, there's a very lonely sense to whistling. Yeah, Unless you're yeah, doing it, like, yeah. if he ended with him, like, like, harmonicing it up and dancing away into the hill, that's one thing, but <laughs> yeah. You know. Or, you know, if he's on the front porch. Yeah. But it's a combination. This, yeah. Here's the thing. It's a combination of that loneliness of whistling and the guy who wants to tell you about the Delta Blues. Right. Sure. Like, right. You know that guy, like, he's he wants to tell you about, like, oh, but Robert Johnson. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, oh. <laughs> Mike, uh, um, what, okay, is there an instrument? Mm-hmm. Where you associate the enthusiasts with the, the most weirdness, like what what instrument can someone say? Oh, I'm into this, and you're automatically just like, okay, this is maybe a person I don't want to deal with. Oh, don't want to deal with. Um, oh boy, you probably. I mean, because usually probably, I'd be, I there's maybe almost you anything don't. I'd be like, oh cool, you know. Yeah, but because yeah. was that? I mean, you probably rarely meet a musician that you don't want to deal with. What with working in the novelty music field, right? <laughs> That's a well known for being a field that attracts musicians with high social skills, right? Etc. <laughs> That's right. So but you play the nose flute. Come here. <laughs> Get over here. Uh, you know, I don't or know. Or that you any... can rely on the instrument to be particularly, like, eccentric. Let's throw out a few instruments and get some yeah, impressions. Yeah, I'm trying to think of... Uh, Jew's harp. I'm for it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Didgeridoo. I, I think it's a jaw harp, isn't it, by the way? Well, it depends on how that politically correct you, you yeah. want to be. Oh. It's, racist uh, be it's racist because uh, only idiots would play a Jew's harp. So when you say it's associated with Jews, you're by extension calling the Jewish people idiots. Wow. I didn't get all that. Yeah, it's a it's a complicated series of steps. Sure. I always thought that just implied that it's a cheap harp. No, oh, is it? Uh, no, is, I mean they're that's... they're not very expensive. I don't think, unless it's a Liberace one. But I mean, yeah. But I always thought I thought if you ever heard that it was derogatory because it implies that this oh. is a harp that only cost a dollar. But but oh. I but that's who knows. There's so many levels of yeah. anti-Semitism around. Who knows? <laughs> I what, mean, either way, it's wanna... either way, it's racist. I think yeah. we can all agree. A mouth harp, um, or sometimes called a juice go. harp, juice harp. Yes, in order to you're avoid to dip them in orange juice before you play that or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, didgeridoo, didgeridoo, hippies. That's fun. Cool. <laughs> sure. I will say it, it depends too. Like if somebody like a didgeridoo played well, somebody who can do like the whole circular breathing. That's a miracle. That's awesome. It only plays the one song though, right? The didgeridoo. Yeah, pretty, well, <laughs> well, but there's but there's like the little rhythms in there. You can have like a little shaker. Oh, I guess I guess maybe I've only heard wow wow. I've only heard the Outback Steakhouse. You know what it is? That's like that's like there's only one trance song. Oh sure, like one house song. Okay, can we talk about the Outback Steakhouse song? Because it has my favorite musical lyric of all time, which is... I didn't know it had... I guess I'm thinking of just the bed of music oh, under there's an, an Outback, Outback Steakhouse, Steakhouse commercial. Oh, there's a song. There's uh, a jingle. I know it because there's... A, well, it's from this genre of music that you wouldn't be familiar with. It's uh, jingles for products that are only advertised on the radio during baseball games. Sure. <laughs> um, and Outback Steakhouse is one of them. And there's uh, this line that goes, When the boomerang go, it come back. No way. You will to Outback. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Steakhouse wow. from the land down under. Wow. Did, did Outback rise to prominence in that brief period where where America liked Australian like stuff? Mad Max like, and all that. Yeah, no, Yahoo it's Serious. After that. It's after that's, that. I, that seemed, yeah, that's, I think... Outback like Steakhouse, I, I feel like, is a phenomenon of the mid early to mid-90s. Yeah, because I think that's... Isn't that where... Where restaurants just started to get huge, and it was just awesome to get like I'm going to hometown buffet where it's just a trash can lid of food, and then they were <laughs> like, "Well, you know who makes really big food?" You know, like wasn't it? I, I, um, have you seen this thing with uh, Crocodile Dundee recently? Uh, he's being held in jail in Australia for yeah. tax evasion. Really, and he, he cannot owes, leave Australia, right? He owes, unfortunately for us here in America. Yeah, he owes uh, he owes three million Australian dollars in taxes to Australia or to, to us to the nation of Australia. Okay. Three million, three Kiwis. million. And his defense, I've read several articles about this. Along the storyline is, I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, not how taxes work. Yeah, yeah. You don't spend it. It's not like they're like, hey. Hey, uh, you know those taxes, Joe? You got that? You got that on you? Yeah. Well, never mind. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Hey, go back to L.A. Yeah. Well, what do you do at that point? I guess he, he filed bankruptcy, right? Or something. But, but what's amazing, what, he seems to think that this it not only excuses him from the crime, but that he should be allowed to leave the country to go back to Los Angeles. Right. To yeah, do like, I don't know. I, I don't have it. I'm not that rich. That's, what he, that's just the whole deal. He's like, well, you made, but you made a lot of money and you had to pay taxes on it. Right. Um, Maybe he's. Uh, I need to leave the country and go make some more. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, obviously having having meetings and uh, you know probably developing some new some new projects. Yeah, he's working on some cool stuff. Maybe, maybe a young, reality maybe show young, about young Crocodile Dundee, <laughs> where he like is in it for like half the movie, and he trains a new Crocodile Dundee. Right. It's going to be Jaden Smith, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh God! Or a movie where he goes out and Survivor mans it in order to raise money to pay off his taxes. <laughs> yeah. I would watch that. Yeah, well. By the way, first thing I'm going to do when I go home, I'm going to go home, get an envelope. I'm going to put a little card that says, woohoo, inside it. I'm going to seal the envelope. I'm going to write my return address on it, and I'm going to make it out to Boomerang, and I'm not going to put stamps on it, and I'm going to drop it in, and it's going to come back to me. <laughs> you will, too. I'm looking forward to that. You will. It's going to For the blooming onion. Mm. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Mike Furman, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> um, he's one of the nicest guys in Hollywood. Sure. Um, I use Hollywood a little bit loosely here. He's been on Kimmel a couple yeah. times. That's a Hollywood activity. Yeah, kind of. He's done a lot of special effects. It was on Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. I've, done, uh, I've been on TSI. Yeah. And, I mean, as, a, create- as a hand double. Oh. A, uh, oh, I didn't know that. Didn't you, at one point, yeah. you were creating, like, those, like, Trips in like in Three Kings, where yeah. it's like go trips the inside the body and the, into the into the bloodstream or whatever. Yep, oh, yep. that's great. Yep. Which CSI were you the hand model in? Uh, I worked. I did that stuff on CSI Vegas, and then was on CSI Miami as a uh, as a visual effects um, coordinator. And uh, do the CSIs share infrastructure? Nah. Infrastructure, like the building, like like do, they... uh, like do you like like are you making something for Vegas and then Miami comes by? It's like hey, not Mike, really. No, a... the, the the producers would would work on both simultaneously, but mostly it was these guys do actually at that time the visual effects company was doing shots for both, but I wasn't working with them at the time. 
Right. I was just on Miami. Is, is there but, uh, does the mythology overlap? Will the characters from Miami visit the characters from Los, yeah, Los Angeles? Yeah, I believe they do. If I'm not mistaken, I think there's an episode where, you know, he runs out to see his friend in the CSI New York, hmm. you know, office or something. Yeah. yeah. So, and it turns out to be LL Cool J. Yeah. I was thinking of NCIS. Oh, oh, is that NCIS? I think it's NCIS. <laughs> that LL Cool J's on with, uh, what's that other guy called? Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Oh, yeah, speaking yeah. of LL Cool J and what he's up to, yeah. uh, uh, a, I have a friend who's working uh, in the sound department of the direct-to-DVD SWAT 2. Oh. Uh, I know, uh, 12 years after the fact. I <laughs> saw, I think I saw SWAT in the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. Did it have, the, did it have uh, Dan from Sports Night? It did, yes. This was a big topic of conversation when Al Madrigal uh, was on <laughs> okay. the show. We talked about the, uh, the Cholo gang that all had rocket launchers. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now. Um, <laughs> anyways, but uh, they're making a direct-to-DVD SWAT 2 because I guess... The SWAT fans have been enthusiastic sure. this yeah. whole well, time. On the message yeah, yeah. boards. Sure. And sure. Uh, they send bulletproof vests to the sure. studio. And uh, no one from the original SWAT could could make, make a cameo. No really? one did. Uh, not Dan from Sports Night. Not <laughs> LL Cool J. I mean, I could maybe see why Colin Farrell wouldn't want to. But come on, yeah. like Michelle Rodriguez, get in there. Like. Yeah. You gotta just gotta get a, just gotta get in there and cash your check. Sure, Dan I don't, like know. From I don't know why I was like kind of mad at that. Dan but... from Sports Night, who do you think you are, Casey from Sports Night? Sure, <laughs> who constantly has a television project. I tried to book Casey from Sports Night on the Sound of Young America. He is, he is uh, at least according to his people, a major star. Sure. Oh. Casey from Sports Night. You know, uh, I was like, hey, he's just Casey from Sports six Night. Six feet under, me. dirty, sexy money, now Parenthood on NBC. Sure. And SWAT. And Yeah. Oh, no, this is, we're talking about Casey. Dan was in SWAT. Oh, I think. Dan was in SWAT. Yeah. Oh. Casey was. I don't anyway. know why I was mad at that. It made me, I'm like, really? I heard somebody told me Jeremy has a web series. Hey, talk to me when Natalie has a web series. Yeah, okay? right. Um, Jordan, I want to ask she you about... she just makes kissing faces and then you can kiss the computer and pretend like you're <laughs> kissing her. Um, I want to talk to you about visiting sets because uh, you speak oh, sure. of direct-to-DVD direct sequels. Yeah. What set did you visit? Uh, I was recently uh, for Fuel TV on the set of Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. Now, awesome. I want uh, this just... is the sequel to Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. And right. I want to register my objection to this to this film. Sure. Uh, be- uh, that's reasonable. Because I'll tell you why, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Because right from in its very title, it's a spoiler for the first movie. Right. And you I know, know the Mega, Mega Shark, Shark wins. win yeah. one against the Giant on. Octopus. I that's what I thought going now, into it. When I saw the clip of the mega shark jumping out of the ocean and biting the airplane out of the air, sure. I should have known that the mega shark at least was the favorite in the battle. Yeah. Right. But you know what? It could have also been. It could be that that's the uh, the daughter of the mega shark or uh-huh. the offspring, sure. or it could be a prequel. Good oh yeah. So you you thought that too, but you were proved wrong. Uh, well, here's the yes. I when we booked this visit to the set i had not seen mega shark versus giant octopus i think like everybody else i had just seen it uh on the netflix instant watch menu sure (laughs) um and gone what the fuck is this and opted not to instantly watch it yes um but the night before i instantly watched it um and the end of 
Learn, learn, learn. The end of Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus is the two. They talk it out, right? Yeah, they do. Yes, <laughs> they sit down and they actually. Uh, the Mega Shark is voiced by Henry Winkler <laughs> and Giant Octopus is uh, a... Rose, Rose McGowan. <laughs> wow, <laughs> um, very the, sexy voice. This movie has you know, with Tiffany and Debbie Gibson in it. Is that right? Oh, uh, oh, jeez. This has either Tiffany or Debbie Gibson. Oh, Debbie Gibson is in the in... first one. Tiffany's in the new one. Uh, oh. Uh, Okay, uh, this was explained to me, and I don't think I'll be getting okay. it right. These, all of these movies, yeah. Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, uh, Transmorphers, um, uh, Sherlock Holmes fights a dinosaur, all this weird shit you see in the Netflix queue and like yeah. on the shelves at Blockbuster and go, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Most of this is made by the same company called The Asylum. Uh-huh. Um, and they make them on demand. As soon as you click instantly watch it, they quickly go make it. Yes, I know. And, and while it's, it's buffering, they're, they're sort of making to, it. It's basically, it's sort of like one of those live episodes of the Drew Carey show. Right? Yeah, yeah. Shares much of the same cast, actually, too. Sure, yeah. Except for Craig Ferguson, who's busy. Yeah. Yep. But Mimi's there, and she's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, the guy from uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? These are all made by the same company. Okay. Uh, who uh, specializes in these things. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so I instantly watched it. The end of the movie is Mega Shark and Giant Octopus <clears throat> kind of entwined in battle, yes. kind of sinking into a trench. Oh wow! And I guess at the so beginning they leave of, it open. Yeah. yeah, I could. I guess at the beginning of Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus or MS versus CS, huh. uh, <laughs> MS vs CS. It sounds like a network debacle. Yeah, yeah, or possibly a Mexican gang war. <laughs> right. Um, we learned that Mega Shark was the winner. Oh. Um, wow, so it doesn't, MS-13, it doesn't pay off at the end of the movie? MS-13 no, is the world's oh. most dangerous Mega Shark. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, and on the Tiffany Debbie Gibson uh, uh, thing, and there's another Asylum movie about piranhas. Uh-huh. Oh, is this per- not Piranha 3D? This is not Piranha 3D. That okay. that was made by uh, actual people. That involves um. our friend Paul Shear. Yes, sure. it does. Um, uh I guess Tiffany or Debbie Gibson is in Piranha Nader, and either uh-huh. Tiffany or Debbie Gibson was in Mega Shark. Anyways, okay. okay. Um, so I learned a lot of fun things about the direct to DVD movie business, or at least the direct to DVD movie business that this company does. Uh, all of these movies are shot in twelve days. Twelve days. This wow. one starred Julia White. Awesome. <laughs> who was Urkel, Urkel? Who was a great guy. I'm sure. Yeah. Very nice. Just happy to be there. Happy yeah. to be working. Uh, he plays an army captain. Cool. And uh, the his army vest that he wore uh-huh. uh, had a name tag on it, uh, and just it was poorly black markered out that it said McCormick. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how is anybody going to believe this wow. black Did guy? Did he kill McCormick? I stole his jacket yeah. and then magic well, marker. McCormick it out. was like his, you know, that's in the prequel. You'll find out that he and McCormick served together and McCormick fell. Oh, yeah. And sure. he wears this is his a jacket. Rich, this is a rich mythology. Yeah. We're going to go back a lot. What's remarkable about the whole situation is if you're going to do a set visit, there's a real narrow window for you. Yes. You yeah, got to yeah. get in and mm-hmm. get out. Yeah. Well, yeah when I was days. talking to them, I'm like, oh, well, when, you know, uh, you know, when can we come? He's like, well, we're filming Mega Shark and Crocosaurus. You can come today or tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> because we're done. That's 
because we started last week. So uh, well, we're done. And it is uh, in the rules, the rules that the producers set for these movies, uh-huh. that you cannot do more than three takes because it's wasteful. Oh, my God. That's oh. fantastic. So you only do three takes. That's phenomenal. If you don't get it, you move on. I got to start watching these. Uh, you know, you don't. Um, <laughs> it's not It's not. Fun like like not, Piranha 3D. It's not yeah. like it's not. They in the end try to make funny. the best thing out of it. It's is it just? I, it's just. It it seems like I know like the joke about making it while it's buffering, yeah. but it seems like we have to get this done. Like it just uh, has to be a, a movie length. They're um, not just doing it, laughing their asses off, and like that's yeah, good enough. Yeah, oh, no, it's not day. like it'd be kind of one thing if it was campy and had a lot of TNA and like kind of funny on purpose lines, but but yeah, it's just kind of they're, they're, it's, so. Tiffany's not naked in this. Tiffany, no, no one is naked. There's no nudity. No in one it? is naked. Mm. There's not even like not even like gratuitous bikinis. Like it's not even fun in that way. What do you think's gonna happen? They're gonna show it on airplanes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, yeah. <laughs> Or I don't know. Maybe it's they a show on airplanes in Abu Dhabi or something. <laughs> right. I think uh, Actually, I've that... heard if you uh, um, uh, that these these companies make these movies and they sell them before they're even done to Germany, oh. and Germany will just watch anything that's American and horror related. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. And so before they're even done shooting, they've recapped their money because Germany bought it. Jordan, huh. do you, didn't you watch that Korean dragon fight movie that was in theaters in Los Angeles? For oh, a I did. I watched D-War. Yeah, D-War is, D-War is hilariously bad, but also, like, has good special effects. Like, is kind of a, you know, like, huh. me, you know, we've all seen the Mega Shark viral clips, and it sure. looks, you know, it just looks like Excrable. the cutscene to a it PlayStation like 1 video game. Part. It looks like they hired Mike, and they said, you've got two days to do all the special effects in this entire movie. But I don't do that anymore. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Clip art. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The villain. The villain in their next movie is a pencil who skateboards. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Mike Furman. What should we talk about? Uh. I know what we should talk about. Jordan claims that he brought a game to today's table. You guys want to oh, play yeah. a game? Sure. I know this has kind of been just fun banter, but sure. I thought maybe, you know, we could... Uh... Hey, I'm on board to play a game. And, yeah. this is, and this is like a classic game, you know. So this is nothing that I've invented. It's not, but... I already crossed Spider-Poem off my list. Sure. So. I know what we should do is uh, reintroductions. You are... Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Mike Furman. What game should we play? Uh, what, this game that I'm about to say. And uh, this is something we've all done. Uh, with a new twist, though. Oh. Guys, why don't we play Fuck, Mary Kill, okay. but with food? Oh, I'll start. <laughs> okay. uh, Mike, Fuck, Mary Kill, uh, a cupcake, ham fuck. sandwich, oh. uh, sautéed green beans. Go, Fuck, oh, Mary wow. Kill. All right. Uh, what was the second one? A uh, ham sandwich. All right. All right. Uh, you're going to have to kill the green beans Fuck the ham sandwich and marry that cupcake. <laughs> Good. Anything come to come to mind? Why? Just that was that's just your gut. Uh, yeah, just my gut. Well, I, at the last, I, I, I really fuck thought the about ham sandwich is an obvious one. Yeah, that's okay. Because you get the ham around your dick. Yeah, yeah, I, th- yeah. I wanted to go with fuck the cupcake, sure. but I was like, eh, it just seems like why even do that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, what's the point? Yeah, that's no reason. Uh, and then uh, and the green like, beans. I thought about oh, you know what? I'll I'll marry the green beans. And that'll be my commitment to health. But that's boring. Okay. I can't. Yeah, I don't want to nah, kill a cupcake. Right. Cupcakes are great. Yeah. They're so sweet. Yeah. And then I thought, you know, it's game. 
So I'm going to go with the one that sounds like most fun. Okay. There you go. That sounds like All a- right, Mike. Uh, your turn. You have to All pick right. somebody. All right. Uh, Jesse? Yeah. Uh, fuck, Mary kill. Okay. <clears throat> uh, rotisserie chicken, mm. um, chocolate-covered almonds, and ground coffee. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, geez. I mean, the, the mo- I mean, I feel like I should start with what I should fuck. Mm-hmm. And the most obviously the fuckable most is probably the rotisserie chicken, depending on what kind of stuffing it has. Mm-hmm. But the only problem with that is it's too much like fucking an actual chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of, yeah. Actually, it is fucking a chicken. <laughs> like, if you're fucking a ham and sandwich. And you don't know if it's, it was male or female, and you don't want to be right. gay. <laughs> yeah, All right, know. I'll make it easier. Hey, look, uh, I ain't no queer. Yeah. yeah. Coffee grounds, chocolate-covered almonds, or chicken's vagina. Go. <laughs> <laughs> a rotisserie chicken's vagina. <laughs> Right. Uh, they're turning it on a spit seasoning uh, it just so sure um well oh boy it's not easy is it no it's tough it's... i'm worried about cocky coffee grounds sticking to my, i'm worried about cocky grounds yeah sure. coffee grounds sticking uh-huh. to my dick uh-huh. um we all are i can kind of see if there's a bunch of almonds and they're chocolate covered i can kind of see fucking that um and i don't care i could i wouldn't want to marry them uh, because uh, they have chocolate, I'm I can't eat chocolate because it's a migraine trigger. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it really? Um, yeah. Well, oh. for me, it is. Yeah, and um, so well, it sounds like you're marriageably normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds like you're 1950s. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I, you know what? I can't, I can't eat the coffee grounds either because it's also a migraine trigger for me. Oh my god! So I'm gonna kill the coffee grounds. Yeah. I'm gonna marry the rotisserie chicken and fuck the almonds. <laughs> wow, wow, that's that all made sense. I know. Well, you gotta, you gotta put it together. Okay, Jordan. I guess yeah. it's your turn for this fun game that we put together. Uh, your choices are roasted beets, mm-hmm. uh, grape nuts brand cereal right. with milk. Um, which is a handful of dry cereal. A box full of dry cereal. Okay. And um, uh, uh, jelly candies from Trader Joe's. <laughs> Trader Joe's jelly candies, which are good. Yeah, they are good. They're really good. So flavor-packed. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely the best kind of that fruity jelly candy I've ever had by yeah. far. Yeah. I'm going to fuck the roasted beets. Okay. Because I've kind of like, you know, I've always kind of fantasized about it. And I don't think we should Wait, get what? married because well, of you've the always cultural difference. You've always fantasized about... Like, it just wouldn't about, work out. Yeah. Like, our families probably wouldn't. <laughs> you've always fantasized about having a bloody dick. Sure, yes. And oh. so... Um, <laughs> much different thought process I than what would in mind. would... Mar- Mike's just like I thought because they're soft. <laughs> I would marry the jelly candies because we like all the same movies. Uh huh. And I would kill the grape nuts because I think it has a dark secret. Okay. Well, we'll be back in just a second. On Jordan, Jesse, go. <laughs> It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Mike Furman. Ah. Oh. <laughs> you cut off the nickname. <laughs> cut him off, sorry. What do you want to talk about? Okay. Um, we've got some cool, we got some stuff to talk about for this week's program. Some important shit's going down. Some people have sponsored our program. There's all kinds of exciting stuff happening. Nice. Uh, number one. 
Friday, September 17th, I'm in San Francisco doing my talk, Make Your Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about uh, people that I know that have uh, done independent media successfully in the age of the internet and how they've done it um, and how you can do it. It's at the Darkroom Theater. Uh, the advance tickets are sold out. There will be at least some tickets at the door. I think last time we did a show at the Darkroom, uh, it was uh, Monsters of Podcasting. And I think the folks who showed up and just at the door and were willing to wait and sort of t- take spots as they could... Uh, we were able to get everybody yeah, in last time. They're accommodating. Time. There, it might be they, they. They fire hazards be damned over there. So, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a great place. And our pal Merlin from uh, You Look Nice Today is going to be introducing the show. And uh, there's going to be uh, free beer. Hey. Um, hey, the good people at the Schmaltz Brewing Company were kind enough to mm. uh, give us some some cases of beer at cost. They um, made their thing, and they're going to give it to you. Our thanks to them. Yeah. They're the makers of uh, Hebrew, the chosen beer. Nice. Um, so that's Friday, September 17th. And then the next week, Thursday, September 23rd, I'm going to be in Denver for the public radio conference and we are having a meetup in Denver. Mm. So if you are in Denver on Thursday, September 23rd from 530 to 7 PM, we will be meeting up at Sweet Action Ice Cream. Um, and are you as, sure it's an ice cream shop? <laughs> as I understand it, this is an ice cream. Not only is this a real ice cream shop with cool flavors, um, but it is also an ice cream shop with uh, Jordan Jesse Go and the Sound of Young America stickers on their cash register. Hey. Um, which is why we chose it. And I emailed them, and they say they're going to make a special Max Fun flavor for the meetup. Um, they're saying maybe possibly Dr. Pepper flavor. Okay. okay. So I'm pretty stoked about that. That sounds pretty great. Uh, that's Thursday, September 23rd. Both of those you can find on our, uh, on maximumfun.org. There's an events thing column on the right hand side. Um, podcasts. I'm going to be on an upcoming episode of our friend Mark Marin's uh, podcast, What the Fuck? Mm, nice. And I uh, just recorded last week a live episode of our friend uh, Luke Burbank's Too Beautiful to Live. So uh, cool. uh, keep your eye on those podcasts and you can hear me. Uh, cool. let's, let's talk business, though. Uh, Jordan, uh, here's how, this is how we do this on the program. If you're just a listener out there and you'd like to promote your personal agenda... Uh, or you'd like to promote your manifesto, s- your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yes. You can sponsor. <laughs> if you want to bring down the government, mm-hmm. you can sponsor an episode of Jordan Jesse Go, <clears throat> sort of jumbotron style, nice. uh, for a uh, hundred dollars for a personal message or a hundred and fifty dollars for a commercial message. Mm-hmm. Um, we have gotten a, a group of Jordan Jesse Go listeners have gotten together to create a pretty amazing website called tweetboner.biz. Mm. <laughs> um, biz tweetboner.biz. Um, this is what happens on tweetboner.biz. There are several things. Uh, for one thing, you can type in uh, your name, uh, and you can f- when you type in your name, you can find out your who, Twitter name, your Twitter name, mm. who you favorite the most. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that's the tweet boner feature. Okay, um, you can also type in other people's name to find, find out who, who, they who they favorite the yeah. most. Um, they it will recommend people to you. So if you type in your name, it will recommend who you would like uh, based on who your favorite people favorite and et cetera, et cetera. It's apparently the idea is it's sort of like the recommendation thing on Twitter, only it actually works and doesn't just continually suggest you right. follow Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a tweet genome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you, can, uh, uh, you can promote people, so you can push people up to the, the lead. For example, the example they gave is, Let's just say you're a big fan of Spider-Man 223. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, who isn't a big sure. fan of Spider-Man 223 on mm-hmm. Twitter? Um, you could promote Spider-Man 223, and that would give them sort of extra points to show up on other people's recommendations. Mm. And the one really neat feature is, I think a lot of people 
want to want to kind of follow somebody for a little while, but they don't want the possible embarrassment of deciding they didn't like following that person and then unfollowing uh-huh. them. So they have a feature where you can type it in and then you can visit the website to see what their latest tweets are of the people that you're sort of auditioning to oh, follow. Yeah. And uh, that way you don't have to actually, they won't get that email that says that you're following them and then later like try to send you a direct message and you're not following them. Right. Um, so it's a lot of cool stuff. They should have a thing where you could, uh, by the way, that sounds like an awesome site. Yeah, tweetboner.biz. That sounds awesome. There should be a feature, though, where you could hide things and then, uh, or at least, I want to still receive direct messages from this person. But I don't, but I don't see their I tweets. Don't not, yeah, I just can't. I don't, I don't relate <laughs> to anything they're writing, and they write a lot, but I feel bad. Yeah, I, there's, I mean, there's definitely the social obligation follow yeah. that's a little tough to, to jettison once you realize that. That, you know, they're and I would understand if you. somebody didn't follow me. That's fine, but then I just feel like, eh, but I don't know if that if that yeah, is reflected on that sure. side of the fence. You know, like yeah, I mean, you feel bad. Um, one other thing is uh, a listener named Paul Brinner mm-hmm. uh, is putting together this calendar called the Nonsense Girl Calendar. He's working with he's from Alaska. He's working with an Alaskan graphic designer to okay. put together this calendar to fund to fund productions of plays that he writes. Okay. Um, and it, uh, according to Paul, uh, features some nudity, but no graphic sexual content. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's they're thirty dollars, mm-hmm. including shipping anywhere in the world, from what I understand. And you can find more information about them at uh, nonsensegirls.com. So if you visit nonsensegirls.com, you can see. This uh, this uh, calendar that he's put together. He's also made up some holidays, such as Ricky Martin's birthday and Ricky Martin's birthday observe, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I'm just gonna look at that real quick. Yeah, you're just gonna just gonna check it out. So yeah. that's yeah, some cool stuff. Yeah, some cool stuff going on in the world of maximum fun. Um, uh, and uh, as always, if you want to uh, sponsor an episode of Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, instead of emailing me these days, you can now email our development director, Teresa, uh, my beautiful wife, at Teresa at MaximumFun.org, T-H-E-R-E-S-A at MaximumFun.org. And uh, if you want to sponsor a run of episodes, we'll make you, uh, we'll make you a special deal. If you want to do just one episode, just uh, Jumbotron style, 100 bucks for a personal message, 150 bucks for a business message, because we try and... We don't want to have a fuck, bunch of fucking Audible ads on our fucking podcast. I'm mm-hmm. done. AdamandEve.com, go fuck yourself. Now I'll do AdamandEve.com. Oh, yeah? We're going to get some free dildos out of the deal. Whoa. Yeah, I would like some Wait free dildos. Have we, ever, have we tried to, have we tried to we get, should free get some We should get some. Uh, do you think we could get a lot, enough dildonics to make it worth our while? It wouldn't take many. What the hell is going on here? What did you invite me into? (laughs) I don't know if you're a frequent podcast listener, Mike, but a very, a very, a common podcast sponsor is AdamandEve.com, which is a slightly creepy dildo store. Oh, well, porno store. Okay, porno Porno and and dildo dildo store and loop. Anyway, I thought just specifically dildos. I was like, that's very, very specific. I did try and talk our friends at Good Vibrations because we had a listener who worked at Mm -hmm. Good Vibrations and sent us. A box of what turned out to be, we later found out, unwanted uh, sex toys from their sample bin. Um, 
But we were very beggars can't be choosers. Oh man! Um, The ninety-nine cent rack at a sex store is probably the most horrible thing I've ever heard of. This is the uh, display dildo. But it's a great, it's a great sex store. I did, I have talked with them possibly about sponsoring Jordan Jesse Go at some point. Okay, Uh, we worked on it. If you have a sex store, we should do. If it happens, we should do a live show from there. I would gladly do that. I just don't want it to be. I just don't want it to be a creepy sex store. I kind of feel like AdamandEve.com is one of the creepy ones. Yeah. Got that classy have, name. There's one in New York, I think, called Babes in Toyland. That's sort of the same deal. We want Shouldn't one that's called Toys in Babeland. We want, we want yeah, one. right. It should. That's what I meant. Toys, Toys in Babeland. Oh, is that yeah. what it's I think called? That is what it's Shoot. called. Yeah. Um, I was about to open. You have, a sex uh, store. You've got a, yeah. You got a future in the sex uh, store naming business. We want one that's owned by friendly lesbians. Sure. There's. I mean, at the end of the day, when you're looking for a sex store, you want the one that's owned by the friendly lesbians. Anyway, if you're out there, email <laughs> Teresa at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Mike Furman. What are we talking about now? Um, let's take some telephone calls. Why don't we? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't make a tra- my computer's in the shop. I had to burn it on this other computer. I don't have a track list with me. Uh, so we're just going to see. see yeah. We're just going to press it's a play. Gra- it's a who, grab bag. Who are we going to call? Uh... Well, wait, wait. <laughs> Mike, you, what, what, Mike I, you're really, I'm going to, Ghostbusters. Hi, Jordan, Jesse Go. Uh, this is Charlie calling from Sunnyvale, California. And I'm calling in connection with a personal hero of mine and yours, I believe, Spider-Man 223. Uh, and perhaps I can use my Britishness to clear up a misunderstanding you've had with him. Thank God. Well, I, Thank God there's someone here. To clear up yeah. this misunderstanding using oh, okay. their Britishness. Sure. Yeah. If you have a misunderstanding, you're going to need a British person if to clear it up. If it involves English, consult an Englishman. Yes. Um, judging by the other people that uh, Spider-Man 223 is following, he may believe um, Jordan to be the British glamour model Jordan, uh, famous for her implausibly large breasts and string of failed marriages. Uh, unlike the Jordan of Jordan Jeffy Go. Um, for what it's worth, I've never seen any suggestion that she has a dick pussy backslash, uh, but you never know. Anyway. You know, there's no way of knowing whether British glamour model Jordan has a dick pussy black backslash. It's <laughs> no way of knowing. It's impossible to know. You'd have to do an investigation of some kind. Hey, Jordan, Jesse Go. Uh, this is a call from Tom in northern Kentucky, uh, calling with a momentous occasion. Uh, my two best friends from Boston just drove all the way uh, to northern Kentucky for my birthday and brought me a uh, sweet Jordan, Jesse Go shirt. Uh, thanks for the shirt. Thanks for the show. Talk to you later. Bye. See? That's the kind of good stuff that happens to you when you go to MaxFunStore.com sure. and get it, Jordan. You end up driving to visit your buddy in a whole other state. You mm-hmm. give him a big hug. Give him a present. What's wrong with that? Nothing's yeah. wrong with that. Zero. Yeah. That's, a, that's some of the best stuff in the, that you can get. Everyone should do that. Hey, JJ Go. This is uh, Dexter in Toronto. And uh, I just have a momentification for you. Um, I just had sex for the first time in like four years. And uh, it worked for a lot of trying. It's not because I'm like envious or anything. But uh, just was in a crappy relationship that didn't work out that way. And now I'm in a new one and it's way better. And uh, this is quickly turning into a savage love cast okay, phone call. I'm just good. Yeah, 
I liked how his voice went up when he said, uh, I just had sex for the first time. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's ecstatic. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I mean, you know, not that we're qualified, but I think we both encourage uh, if you can't get through to the Savage Love Cast, the Sex yeah. Advice Podcast, you should uh, you should just call us. We'll give you yeah. sex advice. Sure. Look, we know everything about it. We know everything. We know everything from dick pussies to dildonic. Sure. <laughs> and rule one: have sex. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, go. Uh, it's Christy from uh, Victoria, BC, Canada. Here with some momentous location. My son Foster is just having his first big laughs out loud, so we thought we would share them with you guys. Uh, in case you're wondering what he's laughing at, because I'm sure that would be a follow-up question. Uh, my partner Davis is throwing a stuffed dog, and our live dog is trying to eat it. And it's apparently the funniest thing that a four-month-old has ever seen. Over and out. I feel like every call from here on out should have baby laughter. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. There's nothing better than baby laughter. We should start a baby laughter podcast. You should put an MP3 on uh, MaximumFun.org and have it uh, Yeah, just, and it just have a baby laughing, and you're, you should have people push play and then call you. Yeah. <laughs> do, you think that, uh, do you think that it's possible that uh, this could be a future Jordan Jesse Go listener? Uh, given that oh. right now his primary interest appears to be dog cannibalism, that's yeah. what he finds funny. Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, when mom was pregnant, she played Jordan Jesse go to the baby in the womb. Yeah. We encourage that. We yeah. do. Yeah, it helps build their intellect. Yeah. sure. That's why your guys' intro music is just a heartbeat, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then Mozart. Hey, Jordan Jesse go. I just uh, I was going to this place, one of my favorite restaurants in the city, and it's my birthday. And I showed up and all my friends were here, like a bunch of people. It was a surprise party. And they even yelled, surprise. <laughs> here, everyone say hello. Hello! Hi. All right, thanks. Okay, bye. See? Man, that guy's yeah. getting laid tonight. He's going to call and back now. and say, I just had the first sex I just had in three years. Yes! It was a surprise birthday! Four years. four years. But this guy I thought might have been three. God, if you haven't had sex in four years, having sex has to be pretty great. Yeah. I mean, dang. That's <laughs> got to be fantastic. I think he dialed the phone with his uh, yeah. bonus. With his <laughs> chocolate-covered almond machine. Hey. His, his chocolate-covered <laughs> almond fucker. That's how you put it delicately. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, Jordan, Jesse, go have a momentous slash pretty tragic occasion. Okay. This what? is... This is a. It just. This is one of those ones that just keeps going. You've heard this. Just leaves. Well, I. I. You I screen them. I okay, screen yeah. the calls. It, this is something where just new leaves are revealed mm. and just new magic appears at each turn of phrase. Mm. It's not long, so I'm going to go. In fact, I'm going to go back to the beginning so you can feel you hear the setup again. Okay. This is something that's really going to affect your lives. <laughs> Um, it's kind of unbelievable. It may be one of the greatest calls we've ever gotten. Momentous and tragic. It's mo- it's certainly tragic. It's oh. nightmarish. No wait, good. wait, can, can we hang on? Can we just spend two more seconds enjoying the feeling of somebody had sex? Yeah, and somebody had a party. Birthday, and everybody jumped a baby's up. laughing at a dog. <sighs> yeah. yeah, and I want to say that we're we're not we're not making fun of this guy. Uh, it's just the circumstances are just unreal. Okay, just unreal. I'm prepared. I don't know what it's going to be. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go have a momentous slash pretty tragic occasion. Um, 
girlfriend broke up with me, but uh, the day after I gave my virginity to her, basically, I lost my virginity to her. Uh, the kind of momentous part, however, um, is that I guess she's a, well, she's a very expensive escort um, down here. Um, yeah. I uh, don't want to give her a name or anything like that, just for privacy's sake. But, um, yeah, kind of weird. We we met, by the way, through um, old friends um, back when uh, <laughs> when she was he and now she's she, she and stuff. Um, yeah. I just want this guy to know that every lady that he sleeps with in his life will not take his virginity, break up with him the next day, and turn out to be a high-class transsexual prostitute. I know it seems like that. It right seems now, like that it now. Might feel like that's what it's that like. It's all going to just be but 40 years of surprise transsexual prostitutes. You'll probably, probably in the future... It'll it'll be like you, you you they'll break up with you like cuz cuz you're not open enough about your feelings or something. <laughs> or they might just be really nice and you'll marry them and love them forever. They may be a transsexual. Sure. Mm-hmm. But they'll be the nice kind of transsexual that keeps you abreast of that situation from right. the start. Or a breast implant of that situation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just I just want him to know yeah. But it's going to be fine. Yeah, sure. that's great. I feel like I feel like that's uh, that shouldn't happen to somebody who's not famous. It's not that. Yeah, right? yeah. That, don't, that should only happen to somebody <laughs> sure. who you to know. Tom Sizemore. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just just take heart and keep hope alive. Sure. Yeah. And you um, know what? Hey, you know, it's one of those things where you lost your virginity to a circumstance that you didn't quite plan on. But you know what? You lost your virginity. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. You're free to go. You're sure. like you, 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 you're good to you go. You broke the ice. You know? You're ready to roll. You know you can roll. do it. Go. You know, and what's you know you can do it in the craziest circumstances. <laughs> yeah, of sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you can make it out of that, if that worked for you for a, however short a time, you're, you're yeah. Be think fine about think regular... about a normal person who, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, who you learn you to have drive things in common with. You learn to drive a car on a stick. Yeah, yeah. that means now you sure. got sticks done. Uh, the worst you problem. Got, man, no, no, this, this is a good analogy. Keep it going. Automatics. Yeah. The worst. The worst problem that this could lead to is is you could be like someone who has uh, who served overseas in the military right. in combat, right. and everything else from here on out will pale in comparison to the trauma of combat. Right, and so. Maybe every time you know a big truck drives by your your house and the ground shakes a little bit, you're going to think that your virginity has just been taken <laughs> by a transgendered uh, high class prostitute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but that's the worst case scenario, and you can overcome that. My own yeah. father is a veteran who suffers from post traumatic stress disorder. He got treatment, and it's, and it's really helped him. So I think you can. I think you're going to be okay. Yeah, right. Not, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, the best of intentions. It's not your fault. He you're sounds like a sweet guy great. too, yeah. right? Yeah, sounds like a sweet fella. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, Goats is uh, Nicole. Um, okay, so I've got a moment of shame. Recently, my friends who are all in relationships or dating have been telling me that I really need to start flirting more and stop 
treating every attractive guy like he's my brother or my pal, which um, is a problem I have. So uh, the other night I was sort of all dressed up and uh, walking into a hotel with some friends, and a guy looked at me and said, uh, just sort of flirtily, hey, how you doing? And I said, ah, uh, goodbye. And then I walked away. <laughs> so, I am a failure. What? Wait a you're minute. No, a you're not. Yeah, that's a start. That's the start. That's like walking up to, that's like, I never approach women, so the one time I do, I walk up and go, uh, uh, and then walk away. You still made some progress. Sure, it's better absolutely. than having not done and that. And you're out. You got dressed up. Yeah. Just do that again. Next time, walking up, I mean, next time uh, that encounter, that part of it, you've already done. All you got to do is just start doing the, uh, like the 40-year-old virgin thing, answering with questions and stuff like that. Yeah, Little I think flirt it's... flirt tricks. Sure. I think it's good. I think she's got a bright future ahead of her. Yeah. And you know what the plus, the bonus part is? What? She's a girl. Boom. Dudes love girls. Yeah. Oh, they're great. Just do a little every, breathy voice thing, you're done. Every... Oh, I know, right? Tell me about it. That's, every heterosexual dude out there wants to date you all you have to do is let them know that you're willing to date them (laughs) that's all it takes every single one um okay here we go hey jordan and jesse this is john from darwin minnesota um i was i just missed john from oh sure it's been a while it's been a long time since we played one of his calls he's been nice about emailing and he's still very active on the forums sure he's one of our all-time favorite callers because he's such a good guy and also just because his voice on the voicemail it sounds sort of like like uh toby from american splendor or something like that he just sounds like a uh he just sounds like such a nice sweet nerd voice and i chose this call to play because it really takes advantage of that quality. He knows oh, what he's got. He knows the gift that God has given him, yep. and he knows how to use it. I was listening to the episode with uh, the bad lyrics from songs that you like. Uh, for me, a song that I like with an awful lyric is uh, Square Dance by Eminem, where he says, Psychotic, hypnotic product, I got the antibiotic, ain't nobody hotter, and so on, and yada yada, gotta talk a lot, hum the day, la la la. Uchi walla walla, ba da 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 da, but you gotta gotta. Miracle wordsmith, my ass. Uh, have a good day, guys. <laughs> oh. oh, John. Yep. John from St. Cloud just took care of business yeah, on Eminem. Right. TCB. There's your new beef. Well, the, the, thing, the thing that Eminem would have, uh, I think, the other side of that would be that Eminem spits so much that, eh. You know, like a little paragraph, eh, it can't all be perfect. Yeah. But he has like this huge, you know, if you're, if you're sure. prolific, if he put out just that that year, then you'd be like, ah. He had a lot of bada bada. Yeah. Hey, Jordan and Jesse. I want to point out, if you want to hear a rap song with some of the best of that thing, go on your YouTubes or, uh, or what have you and uh, look up this song by Cameron featuring... Another guy from the Dipset. I want to say maybe Duke to God. Oh. Um, some one of the other Dipset guys called Sugar Duga. Okay. Um, not. It's such a great song. It's one of my favorite hip hop songs of the last five or ten years. Um, such a great song, produced by uh, Lil Fame from MOP, um, of course. Sure. Uh, you're one of your favorite groups, Jordan. 
Um, I pretended to fall asleep. And uh, at one point he says, you're my sugar dugga, I'm your nookie nooka. Okay. Um, oh, it's just, uh, just a series of endearing nonsense being uh, spit by Cameron, the king of endearing nonsense, I would say, at least in the gangster rap community. Yeah. Um, it's just a wonderful track. If you ever need a song to just make you feel glad and uh, like you could shoot somebody and then sing a little song <laughs> uh, and, and fall in love, uh, that's the song for you. It's Mike from Westchester, Pennsylvania. Uh, I am. I have the benefit of talking to cab drivers. I was recently in uh, New York City taking a cab, and after conversing with uh, my cab driver for a little bit, I got the AC turned on on a hot New York night. It was glorious, um, and we wound up conversing, and I gave him vacation trip tips, and it was it was a good experience, and I hope. All of my uh, cab-related transportation times are like that. It's about small victories, Jordan. Sure. Mm -hmm. Getting the air conditioning turned on in the taxi cab. Sharing vacation tips. Sharing a few vacation tips. Uh, Jordan was scared about talking to service employees and other sort of strangers that you can choose either to interact with or not interact with. Okay. Um, and uh, we had some, we had a lot of listeners defending talking to service employees. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, a, a lot of eloquent defenses, especially on the forum. Eh, it's an interesting possibility. I'll consider it. It, it also me, depends on what their temperament is. You can tell if they want to. Sure. Or then sometimes it's nicer of you to let them they not could, have to. Like they could yes, have a fiery temperament. Right. Yes. Or a placid temperament. Or an air conditioning temperament. Hey, Jordan, Jesse Gill. This is Chris from Morgan Health calling about the, uh, well, Jordan's question about why he should talk to people on the street, like just talk to random people. Um, I'm actually going to make my point with this story. I was sitting at a bus stop one time, uh, actually having just come home from paintballing, and started talking with a guy who asked, what I've been doing, because I had a bunch of gear with me. I explained I'd been paintballing. We talked about paintballing. And then he said, hey, you seem like a nice kid. I've got a paintball gun. I, I'm not using it. Back in my van. Give me a call sometime, <laughs> and you can have it. What do you know? I gave him a call. He turned out to not be a rapist, but instead he gave me a paintball gun. That's why you should talk to people. So the good part is he had this great interaction with this guy. Yeah. And he got something. For the guy gave him a thoughtful gift mm-hmm. for no reason other than they had had this interaction. Mm-hmm. The bad news is, I guess, that it was a paintball gun. Right. <laughs> and that it continued his hobby of paintballing. Uh, Jordan, you know this, you know this restaurant, uh, Dino's, on uh, Pico Boulevard here in Los Angeles, uh, the I home do. of the Orange Chicken. Sure. Uh, Orange-colored chicken. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not a Chinese dish. Not, not the Chinese food. Uh, it's it's a, called Dino's Burgers, but they're famous for They don't really for sell a, burgers. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's a great, great, wonderful Mike, you, place. Are you familiar with Dino's I Burgers? I don't know Dino's, no. Uh, check it out. Okay. W- wonderful place. Highly recommended. Yeah. Um, right Cheap across the street is a store. And this is Pico Boulevard is a very kind of uh, lower middle class immigrant <clears throat> Hey, this is a, this is a this is a lower middle class, mostly Latin American immigrant neighborhood, and um, it reminds me very much of what Mission Street was like when I was a kid in San Francisco. It's very you know uh, a lot of kind of 
stores that sell um, blankets with pictures of the Virgin of Guadalupe. There you go. Um, and there's this one store there. It is a fabric and paintball equipment <laughs> store. <laughs> okay. It's like they decided, they're like, we got to open a store, and it's got to cover all the bases. We got to get both demos in here. Uh-huh. So grandmas and grandsons. Right. <laughs> yeah. There you go. They will sell children's curtain Prints question fabric. Is which, which came first? Did they start selling fabrics and then to keep the kids entertained while yeah, the moms yeah. and grandmas looked at fabric? Let them shoot each other. Let them shoot each other with paintball guns. Yeah. Like, wh- how is that a possible thing? It reminded me of when I was a kid. My the baseball card store in the neighborhood that I grew up in also had a costume jewelry store inside <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah. And sort of like, how do these two people end up meeting and sharing a storefront? Yeah, seems pretty incompatible. That the sounds... paintball guy and the lady who sells cotton poly blend print fabrics. Right, it's it's like a step up from uh, two family yard sale. Yeah, which is like exactly. the you know the Munsters and the Partridge family <laughs> getting together to sell stuff. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Mike Vermin. What did we talk about? Oh, we talked <laughs> about all kinds of fun stuff, from the war on spiders to... Uh, Crocosaurus. Crocosaurus. We just had a great time on this program. You know why? We had the second nicest guy in Hollywood, Mike yeah. Vermin, here. Yeah, thanks. We couldn't get Winkler. No. We tried yeah. to book Winkler. We and had we to tried settle to book Rose McGowan. Fucking asshole. Uh, I'm coming for you, Winkler. Mike Furman, uh, of course, you may already know him as one half of uh, Hard and Firm. You may remember them from a past Jordan Jesse Go episode or a past Sound of Young America episode. Uh, he has now released his first solo album uh, called The Very Last Songs I Will Ever Record, Part 1. It features, uh, it features a cover that has uh, uh, consistent, um, thematically consistent and... Um, <laughs> astronomical imagery. Astronomical imagery with the correct satellite. He's wearing some cargo shorts on the cover. <laughs> it yeah. shows your... You don't know what you're going to need out there. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. might, sure. You, yeah. Need your, you might need a spanner. Yeah, I've got a Leatherman in that pocket. Leatherman. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, it's now available MikeFerman.com P-H-I-R-M-A-N Is his website You can also find him on the uh, tweeters uh, With uh, Mike Furman's um, it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you on the show Mike. Thanks man Thanks for having me on the show I really do appreciate it Of course 206-984-4FUN The number to call By the way We, we already got uh, one or two submissions In the King of the Children contest uh, I want to be clear uh, Somebody said King or Queen of the Children uh, this is a gender-neutral contest. Yeah, uh, we the will... winner will be the king of the children. We're not going to. <laughs> right. We're not going to change the name of it. Right, and I mean, if you if your child is a late, is a girl, mm-hmm. and you think she might be uncomfortable with being named king of the children, you can say that the king of the children is also the princess of the children. Yeah, um, because not I think little girls really like being a princess more than, more than they queen. do being a queen. Yeah. yeah. They identify with less that. responsibilities, right? I don't think little ki- little boys want to be prince, or at least they haven't since the mid eighties. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think I think they want to be king. Yeah, and little girls often, I think, might want to be king too. Could be champion of the children. No, it's king of the it's children. King of the children. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. king of the children. <laughs> We're too deep in this shit already. You know, <laughs> okay. here's how this contest is. Here's how this contest works. 
Um, we ask that you don't let your children listen to this program. It's completely inappropriate for children. Of course. Um, instead, describe what happens on this program to your children. Oh, cool. And have them make a picture and send it in. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and w- you can either just send it to us at uh, jjgo at maximumfun.org. You can post it directly on the forum. I think I probably prefer that because I only check the Jordan Jesse Go email once a week or so. Um, you can post it right there on the forum. Um, and we will eventually pick a winner who will be the king of the children. Yeah. Um, however, if your child doesn't win, because your child is not to listen, we will back you up if you tell your child that they won. Hey, nice. Because we think all <laughs> so children are winners. So literally everybody wins. Right, exactly. Yeah. So we think all children are winners. Wow. So we're willing to back you up. You just have to, if we see you and your children, you have to kind of give us a heads up that you're going to lead they into that. They think they're the king of the children. Hey, look, these are the guys that gave you the award for king of the exactly. children. That's exactly how you do it. Um, so uh, if you have thoughts about the show, you want to call in, momentous occasion, etc. cetera, 206-984-4-FUN. By the way, a big shout out to the guy who called in who works at the vo- free voicemail company who provides our free voicemail. Yeah. Good looking out, guy in Seattle. 206-984-4-FUN, the number to call. Uh, our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. It's from Kitesurf Fun, the best of The Free Design. And hey, since we got Mike Furman here and he's got the brand new compact disc out, the very last songs I will ever record, part one, why don't we play the single from the very last songs I will ever record, part one. It is called Clear the Floor. We'll talk to you next week right here on Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah. You ready to move? <laughs> I am too. Here we go. Come on. Come on. Gonna get your body rocking. Gonna make you, make you move with this. Can I be honest? Yeah. I'm not too crazy about this beat right here. Do you think that we could just start over? Yeah, I'm giving up on this beat. The snare comes in way too soon. And the bass ain't pumping. No, the bass ain't right at all. I'm giving up on this beat. It just didn't come together. No one will be jumping when they play this at the club. No, I'm just not feeling it. Still sounds bad. I'm still.